Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of the Real Talk podcast. I'm sat with Cam, Seth, and George. We got the full crew here today, and we are going to be doing something a little different for this episode. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. We're gonna be reviewing the two episodes, uh, two movies that came out this week. So we had Joyride and Insidious: The Red Door. But instead of talking about you know movie news, trailers, all that jazz, since it was kind of lighter this week, we decided to do something a little different and do what we would normally do on a real quick, which last week we did. Um, the best years in movies of all time. And a lot of people really, really like that real quick. So instead, we're going to be doing something different with this episode. We're going to be doing one of those other topics again. And this week, we're going to be talking about the most stacked movie casts of all time. So we're going to do our reviews of Joyride and Insidious and then jump right into talking about the top five for each of us most stacked movie casts of all time. And like the best years in cinema, we might have some overlapping and then we'll kind of just talk and shoot the shit about movies. It'll just be Similar to that real quick, where it's just going to be the guys naming off some movies, naming off some actors, and having a grand old time. Um, but before we get into that, um, as always, check out our merch, realtalkpodcast.com. It's been doing really, really well. Been awesome seeing all the countries and states keep getting ticked off. I know we almost are at the point where all of America is ticked off, and we added Estonia. Um, all four countries that make up the UK are now ticked off, so like we're getting, we're getting a lot of... A lot of globalization with the Real Talk Podcast merch, which has just been absolutely awesome to see. Um, and of course, also check out our Patreon in the description down below as well. Um, plenty of different tiers for different perks and all kinds of good stuff in there as well. Um, and also for merch, we're going to hopefully release some new stuff coming out in the next uh, couple weeks or so. So stay tuned for that. But with that, let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. Um, let's go over just how, how's everyone been doing this week? So Cam, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, this is your first episode in this new office, right? Cause you've been moving this week. You got the goldfish in the background. Yep. You've been streaming on Twitch. How, how have things been going? Yeah. Uh, just got Twitch affiliate. Very happy about that. Shout out my three subscribers. You've, you're all you've done that, that many, um, hours already. Yeah. Um, hours was well, there's the two tiers, right? There's Twitch affiliate and then there's Twitch partner, right? And affiliate's like, yeah. Well. So, so affiliate, I don't know what partner is, honestly. I'm sure it's just more perks, but affiliate is where you can start like getting subscribers. So, like, the hours was pretty easy for me. It was, it's just you have to do eight hours in a month. Um, that oh, was only eight easy. hours. Oh, yeah. Like but it's, it's 20. seven. You have to do like seven unique days in, in a month. So, that was the, that was like the, like just to stream seven like unique days. Um, but yeah, moved into new house. So like we're so my sister's in real estate. Um, and so we're just renting her old house. Like she bought a new house with um, so she moved in with her girlfriend um basically last week as well. Um so they bought a house together. Um and she just wanted to like Airbnb slash rent her house out. So we're in her house, which is very nice um because it's like less rent. You don't have to deal with like, you know, landlords also um she's like anti-door it seems so like 90 percent of the doors are just not on um until this moment she was it was just like her and her daughter so she didn't really need doors for like privacy and such you know like she just kind of so i here I, I so this is my office there's my legos but also like this door not attached um <laughs> so it's a very like oh i think she's a very open space gal um but yeah, so if you hear my son freaking out or anything, that's the only kind of downfall is like the open space. Like my my son and wife are right here hanging out. 
Um, so you may hear them every once in a while. We just like sent our dogs outside. So hopefully they're not barking, but very happy to have my own office for the first time ever. As you saw some of my Legos and I have like a billion more at my parents' house that I'm going to go get. <laughs> and so it's gonna be decked out in like Legos and nerd stuff eventually. So um, yeah, very excited to be here. So it's a house house, right? So like you don't share walls with anyone, like no name. Na- like no, no so it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a house house. We're renting our house. Big um, um, yeah. So like more bedrooms, more bath, but like we have to, I I'm doing projects for her also to, so I have to put in a, a toilet today. Uh, and then we have to like restain the deck and stuff. So we're trying to do some projects for her so that eventually when she sells the house, um, it, it, and she just pays for equipment and stuff and then but yeah it's kind of fun to like do housework like that actually like is your house you know um but i enjoy it never owned never owned a house or haven't owned a house yet so maybe one day maybe one day. is like installing a toilet something you're qualified to do or are you can like <laughs> no shot no shot but i gotta be cheaper than a plumber have to be cheaper than a plug. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and like so like her front door also doesn't latch. Like it's like a two inches off the latch. And she was just like fine with it. Like she didn't care. So now like we have a new uh not a newborn. He's he's actually 20 days away from being one. Um so almost one. So he's crawling around and he can just push the door open because it doesn't latch. And so it's like, all right, we gotta fix that. But um yeah, it's it's fine. It's fun. We enjoy it. Well, yeah, good luck. I'm I'm excited to see some text in the group chat about when you're installing a <laughs> toilet because I just I hope things go well. But that Kay. I assume it's it's got to just be plug and chug. You just connect the wire. You connect the hose. I think this is going to be harder than you think it is. Nah, 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 really, nah, really, really nah. Can you can well, you go live on TikTok when you do this or yes. Twitch? I'll try, uh, yeah, I'll try my best. Um, basically, as uh, like. So as this episode, when this episode airs, I will have said if I've completed the toilet or not, because I believe, I believe that's my project today. So I'll let you guys know. Well, best of luck with that. Hopefully uh, there's no yeah, fl- flooding in the state of Indiana as a result of your toilet ins- installation. <laughs> Seth, uh, how have you been this week? Yeah, uh, I'm really fucking tired today, guys. I... I went to sleep at like seven or something. Yeah, it was like a quite quite a late UFC for you last night. Oh man, it was just so good yesterday. Like it was one of the best cards I've ever seen, and that's not even an exaggeration. It was fucking amazing. Um, yeah, brilliant. Just yeah, brilliant watching UFC last night. Loved it. Uh, pretty standard week. Been a bit ill on and off this week. My allergies are just really really bad at the minute. Like my hay fever is just killing me completely. Every time I wake up, which is quite annoying. Um, but yeah, like pretty standard week, not really much to go over. I don't believe. Watched a good few films, ticked off some things off the list, and then yeah, that's kind of it. To be fair, not really, not really very eventful in my case. Yeah, so late night watch. So uh, foreshadowing the most stacked movie cast of all time, UFC two ninety is going to be one of your top five. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, George, how's your week been? Uh, I believe Victoria's back after like a few weeks of vacation, right? So that's got to be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was gone for like two and a half weeks. Um, she came that's back. A long one. It was a long time. I was I was talking to my mom the other day. I was like, I think that's the longest the two of us have like been apart in like a long time. Yeah. Um. So no, it's really nice having her back. Um. The the apartment isn't as quiet as it was when I was just kind of alone. It's nice to have someone to talk to. 
but no, week was fine. Had off for the 4th of July. Um, Monday was a half day, so it was a pretty light work week. Um, other than that, nothing, nothing really. You know, I, I worked from home Thursday, spent pretty much the whole day like cleaning like crazy before Victoria got back. Not that my apartment's like dirty, but I don't know. I just like things to be like in order. I'm very OCD like that. Um, and you then I saw, live with me, George. That'd be great. Don't want to come clean your apartment? Just live with me, man. I'll come out. I mean, come to New York, man. We Why did someone commented this? You always say that every time. I mean, I'm just saying, just come to New York. It's like it's cool. We got we got gyms and some British people here and there too. Like it's fine. Well, we've we've got gyms on all British people, so I mean, like, <laughs> okay. can't do that really. Isn't it? All all British people sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not wrong. Uh, but no, yeah, it, it was a pretty uneventful week. Saw Insidious. Um, yesterday, Saturday, me and Victoria went to Brooklyn. Just kind of spent the day uh chilling by the water got some uh, delicious lunch hit up some vintage shops um so yeah that's that's pretty much it nothing nothing major this week nice nice for uh for me it's been pretty shit week honestly been sick since like wednesday i feel like i'm feeling better now so riley went to visit a friend in memphis tennessee she left on like friday night when i was like peak sick so this is like the first like, so it's been two, a day and a half since then. This is like the first time I've talked since then because I've just been like alone in my house. I've been like avoiding trying to put stress on my throat because it's been a sore throat. So ho- we'll see how long my voice holds out because I've just been like basically just like refusing to make any noises out of my mouth since like Friday afternoon. So it's been like two whole days. You sound fine. Yeah, that, yeah which is good. But like I've been like even yeah. when like my dog's been pissing me off, like trying to jump on the bed. I just like have been trying to not even like say their name or anything, just like pushing them off. I'm like, I'm just trying to not yeah. use my voice at all. So I feel like I'm on the up and up. But, you know, just the classic shitty you- being sick where like one minute you're like sweating and hot. And then the next minute you're like freezing and chills and then, you know, coughing and all that, all that jazz. So hasn't been that fun. Um, had two losses in my family on like Thursday, like two of my aunts like randomly passed away, like from like random medical complications. So that was like a real bummer for my family. So it's just been like a shit week. Honestly, been sick. Family's been really uh, down this week. Um, Riley's gone. I'm kind of watching all the pets on my own and I'm like way behind on work right now too, which sucks. And I have like a paper after write this dude tonight, but basically like I was the only one of my team that like stayed working last week. Everyone else like was on PTO the whole week. So like my manager gave me like all these tasks and stuff. She's like, Oh, I want to keep you busy the whole time you're gone, which was fine. Like I wanted stuff to do, but, uh, but yeah, now I'm like, I didn't get like basically any of it done because I was just like not working at all since like after the fourth, I was just so sick. So I'm going to try and catch up today. So today's going to be just like a long ass grind of a day, but I'm at least feeling somewhat better. So that's nice at least. Um, so yeah, with that, we'll jump into our reviews this week. So two very polar different movies this week we have joyride and insidious we'll start with joyride um cam i'll start with you because i think me and cam are the only ones who saw joyride um and then yeah. seth and george are the only two that's on insidious so it works out pretty nicely so cam starting with Poo-poo's you joyride. this week yeah joyride uh so this week this week i watched uh joyride as well as paris texas so two movies that deal with eiffel towers but don't really um that nice a, yeah. come on come on you, come on tyler that's it if you've seen joyride that's a good joke yeah yeah um yeah but yeah interesting movie very funny i think i gave it a three and a half or like a 72 out of 100 really made me laugh like i'll give it 
75% of the jokes hit. So maybe my score is just like how many jokes hit. And I think that's like, I think you said, uh, um, Tyler, you said the other day, if like a comedy nowadays, like half the jokes hit, that's a win um, at this point. Because in, in honestly, in any comedy, like uh, 2000s comedy now, whatever you want to call it, if if half the jokes hit or if 70% of the jokes hit, like that's it. That's a good comedy, um, I think. And because uh, not everything's going to be great. Uh, it's a fun, like entertaining um entertaining watch i think it's very easy to sit down and just turn on um which i think a lot of people enjoy um most of the time not really like anything crazy to spoil in this movie i mean it's a comedy about um like four four uh women who are in china and basically just are on it's it's basically a bridesmaids hangover type comedy of a woman trying to meet her um paternal mother uh I don't really know like what else to say other than getting into like some of the funny moments, but Tyler, you can give your uh, non-spoiler thoughts now. Did I you think say you rated about it? it yeah. 72 out of a hundred. So it's like my seventh highest rated movie of the year. So great. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> top, like, anyone, top, top 10. Yeah. Anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that like a couple months ago, I was saying like from the trailers, I was like, this could be like a, a 0. 0.5 out of five for me. Like I, the trailers just were not doing it for me. Like the, the type of comedy, I don't know, like for some, some about the trailers just really rubbed me the wrong way. And I just did not think I was going to like this at all. And then I saw it a couple weeks ago and I ended up really, really liking it. I gave it a 3.5 stars. I think it was really funny. Cam said about 75% of the jokes hit. I'd say for me, it was like 50%, which like Cam mentioned, like, I think that's like a, that's a win. If you can get like 50%, especially in like a pure comedy where jokes are being rattled off, you know, multiple times a minute in some instances. So if like half of them are landing, that's huge. Um, yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. Really raunchy, way raunchier than I expected. Um, I think, I think the trailer showed a lot of like the big gags in terms of the comedy, like the the big cornerstones of the funny moments. But I think the funniest parts for me were kind of just like the subtle one-off jokes that were just like the standard dialogue throughout the movie. Um, but yeah, we can jump into spoilers quick, just because there's like 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 you said, there's nothing really to spoil because it's kind of like in, yeah. the, in the hang. It's like in the Hangover. It's like saying it's a spoiler of like, oh, they find Doug in the end. It's like, okay, well, we knew they weren't just going to like kill off their friend. Like you knew they were going to find Doug. Mm -hmm. But spoiling some of like the funny moments because there's like at least one I for sure want to talk to you about. Um, so skip ahead if you don't want to be spoiled from Joyride. But I think Cam and I both agree. It's, it's very funny. The cast had a lot of great chemistry. Um, super raunchy. Like there's kind of like a renaissance of raunchy comedies right now with joyride and no hard feelings the blackening wasn't really raunchy but just kind of pure comedies are just kind of winning so far this summer so th this was a good one um and right now we'll kind of jump into kind of talking about more specifics about the movie so obviously just, the, the one i for sure wanted to like talk to you about was the stephanie sue moment oh <laughs> uh, like where it's just her it's it's it, they just okay so they make a it's a funny joke the entire movie that she has a tattoo on her vagina and um she basically she basically like says at one point yes i may have gotten like ink uh at one point uh like on the inner thigh and it's like a small star or something and then later it's revealed that it's like a fucking devil in the mouth is the vagina and it's like that that did make me laugh i'm not gonna lie that's it's pretty like stupid comedy um i don't know if every time it'll make me laugh but the one time like for the shock value it did make me laugh um just kind of came out of nowhere if i'm being honest with you i really didn't think like they 
whip it out but uh right because yeah. like it, it yeah. was from a moment in the trailer that everyone saw in the trailer where it was like they did like the whole like oh we're a k-pop band like trying to act like they were a k-pop mm. band to get i on must the plane. have forgot about it cause well like, we didn't I, see I that part in the trailer but i'm saying like the k-pop in the no. trailer like i it was like at the end of that sequence where they're like singing a song to try and prove to like the the Chinese version of the TSA that they're a K-pop band, so they don't need their passports. They lose their passports early in the movie. And yeah, then they just like, obviously it was like prosthetic or a body double or fake or something, but yeah, it's just full, full on, just like in your face, frontal nudity of just like a massive devil tattoo on Stephanie Sue's vagina basically and i there's it was just wild like i was watching this like it was a packed theater for me because i was at an early screening and it was a raunchy movie the whole time like there was that whole scene earlier with like the the chinese basketball team where they're all like each individual one of them are trying to hook up with them so it was already like a super raunchy movie at that point but then to go that my, far uh, i was like that was a shock value to me i was like i did not think my, I was uh, that far my i think i think this is one of the best letterbox reviews i've ever had and it's all it is is it's not every day you watch softcore double penetration on your screen like that's like it was it was kind of wild like some of the scenes man um yeah it's it's one of those where like if you don't find it funny you're not gonna laugh once during this movie and because they're all just kind of leaning on to the raunchy um comedy bit but i i found it funny i enjoy it i think it's a like got you know uh it's like i say a lot of times it's just guys being dudes it's just girls being gals it's just good good quality comedy um i the it was in the trailer but the funniest joke i swear i've heard in years in like a comedy and it made me laugh so much is when they're talking about like the bag of coke that's up stephanie sue's ass and they're like pull it push it or whatever and she's like it's not it's not a uh bop it it's my asshole that that really it was in the trailer. It made me laugh then. It made me hysterically laugh when I was watching it. Like it, I, I don't know why that that moment was very funny. Um, Stephanie Sue's great. Put her in everything. She's by far the funniest part of this movie. I think funniest yeah. person. In I, I mean, I thought the whole cast had like a lot of good chemistry though, and I think they each had their own. Like, I think so too. That made them pretty funny. Um, Baron Davis hilarious because like so bottoms coming out later this year yeah and then he went by his real name so it was like obviously i did not yeah i didn't i didn't connect the two yeah so like later this year we have bottoms coming out with marshawn lynch being being in like a raunchy comedy but now joyride at baron davis former nba player because basically they go to china and they meet up with a chinese basketball team and as most people know who follow the nba like kind of once you're if if you're either not good enough for the nba or you are later in your career you usually go overseas and play somewhere so baron davis is playing over there with like a chinese team and he's like hooking up with one of the main girls i can't remember what her name was but but yeah what i really liked about this was it was like a pure comedy but there was like a heartfelt story to it because the whole thing that sets this joyride in motion is that the main character in this movie who is played by ashley park i believe um she's adopted her best friend growing up is sherry cola um, pl- played by Sherry Kula. So she, Ashley Park's adopted, never has met her parents, but she knows she's from China. And then basically they're like, you want to go, you should go try and find who your parents are. And uh, there's a business trip. She's already going to China because she's going on a business trip. So like while she's there, her friend convinces her like, let's try and find your birth parents, see like where you came from, what your roots were. So the whole kind of point of this movie is like, she's on a business trip, but also they're trying to figure out like find her, her birth mom and birth dad. And uh, yeah, by the end of the movie, Basically, she finds out her... I mean, we're already in spoilers at this point. She finds out her mom is uh, is not alive anymore. She passed away. She meets 
it wasn't her birth dad, right? But it was like her birth mom's husband. They were like widow, I guess yeah. now. Um, yeah. Yep. And there's like a really heartfelt moment there. And um, it's basically like a pure com- So it's like 90 minutes. It's like a pure comedy for like the first 75 minutes. And the last 15 minutes, I think, do get pretty sentimental and mm-hmm. emotional. And it's overall like a good, fun story. Like it's nothing that's going to like blow your socks off. But I don't think it's anything that'll be like offensively bad unless like you just really don't like the raunchy comedies. But the thing is, like, I feel like the entire 2000s and 2010s and honestly, just like all of history has been like raunchy male comedies where it's like naked women and guys being dudes and having fun. And it's like it's just kind of refreshing to see like kind of reverse where like a, a true woman raunchy comedy that I, I've personally never seen anything this extreme in terms of like a woman led raunchy comedy because there's yeah like cam said it gets really extreme in some moments of how like it, it's way more extreme than like bridesmaids it. which which is hilarious I, I love bridesmaids um but the just the worst take of all time is from that lights camera jackson guy would he drop the joyride is embarrassing incredibly unpleasant like most modern adult comedies it's raunchy simply to be raunchy forgetting there has to be humor attached and there's none of that objectifies men targets white people all shock value look at me attitude fuck you shut up you loser that's all i had to say yeah. i was gonna open my review with that and i completely forgot so i still wanted to uh like i, I was gonna open up and say that was my review but uh i, I forgot so just fuck that guy um but just, yeah you're you're exactly right it is refreshing to see that it's like it's just the hangover it really is just the hangover in my opinion um not not as funny and more raunchy but like it's the same idea it's it's the same idea uh, yeah it's it's, it's like you're not gonna get many people on your side if you're like dogging on a movie for saying it's anti-man and anti-white people because those are two yeah like, like two two classes that have had more than enough of their limelight in cinema for the past 120 years so if yeah. uh yeah and i honestly like i i mean it's been like three weeks since i saw it. i didn't really get like i don't know like it's raunchy but i never really felt like it was anti-man or anti-masculinity or anti-white people at all so i don't really know where he's yeah. where he got that from but um, I think it's just as they keep calling Ashley Park a, like a, a white American or something like a white person because she's adopted by like two white parents. Um, I think that's like what people are not people what this guy was upset about. Yeah. Which like I don't know. Like, I can't pinpoint another movie or time that's happened. But I feel like that's like this isn't the first time that's happened. I feel like whether it's like cause yeah, they're adopted no. or whatever, like people have called people white, even if they're not white, just because like their way they've been brought up and their upbringing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah uh, Shout out. Shout out, uh, uh, Roy from the office. Oh yeah. He's in the office. Right he was, now. Cause yeah, he's, he's in it for like, dad. what, like 10 minutes. Cause it was at the beginning. Basically. Yeah, he's yeah. the dad. He's the dad. Yeah. Nice mm-hmm. to see him and stuff. Um, yep. So yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Nothing I don't know. I don't have anything else either. Um, fun movie. I think, uh, definitely go see it. If you were in the mood for comedy, uh, I'm sure it'll be one that I think is going to have like a pretty big resurgence too. Once it goes on streaming, like I feel like, oh, yeah. I feel like comedies in general aren't really something most people have run to the theaters to, especially in the last like 10 years. But once this goes on streaming, I think a lot of people will watch it and realize it's, <laughs> it's quite good. So, um, 3.5 out of five, 6.6 out of 10 for me, uh, seven points or 72 out of 100 for cam, which is a, a four out of 10 or four out of five. It's too many freaking numbers and scales, man. 3.5, 3.5, 3.5. Okay. 72 out of 100. Same scale as you. Same scale just, as yeah. you. Just stop with these scales. Just do the five star rating. <laughs> no, I agree. Five star sucks. Five Y'all stars out here, sucks. 7.7 <laughs> for a 3.5 star. Nope. Just, no. just give it a 3.5. <laughs> No, five star sucks. Five stars. Boo, boo. Oh um, my god. What, what is that out of a million, Cam? <laughs> uh, 720,000. 
720,000. I was going with the 7.7. 7. Uh, we'll move on to Insidious, the Red Door. So, unsurprisingly, uh, Cam and I did not see it. One, because we're both we're, we're both wusses when it comes to horror, and, B, and two, just because we have, I mean, what? This is, the, this is the fourth Insidious, right? Fifth? Have you so, seen any of them, Tyler? I have not. Seen so any? I, so. I haven't either. Like I've seen the Conjurings, but I've never seen any of the Insidiouses. I don't think you're you're like miss like the only Insidious. I love Insidious one, and then every Insidious after I've given a two out of five stars or a two. I mean, a, yeah, two. A two and a, uh, yeah, same as me. He's yeah, I've given every Insidious after the first one a two out of five stars. So it's not like. It's like Evil Dead. I wanted you guys to watch because of how highly Seth and I hold those movies. Um, same with like the screams. Obviously, I love that you guys watch, but like I don't. What you don't need to watch Insidious. Maybe the first one, but I think don't the first one is great. To be fair, first one is fantastic. I love the first one. I think the first yeah. one's a delight. Yeah, so I yeah. would. I would only watch this for for my my boy Patrick Wilson. I like Patrick Wilson a lot. Yeah, shout he, out his directorial debut. Allegedly, not great though. <laughs> Yeah, wow. well, we'll we'll jump into Spoiler. the review and their thoughts on it. So, uh, Insidious: The Red Door, the the quick one sentence summary. Which, as someone who hasn't seen any Insidious, this is it's just like a mumbo jumbo sentence description that just makes no sense to me. But I'm sure to anyone who's seen Insidious, <laughs> it makes sense. The Lamberts must go deeper into the further than ever before to put their demons to rest once and for all. Um, directed by Patrick Wilson, first time he uh, he's kind of pulling a Anthony Perkins from the Psycho movies where he. Yeah. Uh, he, he's been in them all, but then by the end of them, he, he wants to give his own directorial spin on it. So he, uh, and from what I've seen, a lot of people have said like the direction was decent, but uh, the movie itself wasn't too great. But of course we'll turn it over to George and Seth to get their thoughts on it. So kind of do what me and Cam did with Joyride where talk yeah. about it without spoiling it or giving away kind of the big moments and give your quick thoughts and a review and then jump into, you know, some specific moments you want to cover. Uh, I'll start it off with George. Yeah, I, I mean, it's up to Seth. I don't know if this is a movie like we care about going at the spoilers, really. I don't think they like there There's is one thing. I want. To yeah, make. there are things to spoil. But like, I don't know. This isn't like a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three where I'm like itching to talk about spoilers. But no, I I applaud Patrick Wilson. I really do. Um, I, I think there were and I said this in my letterbox review. There were moments in this movie that like genuinely showed that like he has an eye for horror. Like he's been in insidious he's been in the conjuring he knows what he's doing within horror um but on the opposite end of that unfortunately there were also moments that showed that this was his first time directing a film um the tone was kind of all over the place for me particularly in that first half of the movie before we kind of really dive into things um the pacing was just there was a point in that first half where I was like, I feel like I'm just watching sh nothing. Like nothing's really happening. Like the plot hasn't really started or progressed at all. And we're like 45, 50 minutes into this movie. Um, and that's not like knocking Patrick Wilson. That's more so knocking the writers. Mm -hmm. um, this movie felt like it could have been <clears throat> 45, 50 minutes, but they just needed to fulfill like film. Well, yeah, it could have been a short film, but they just needed to fulfill an almost two-hour runtime. So, like, I hate to knock Patrick Wilson because it's his directorial debut. Um, and again, like this, he, it, he showed that he cares about this franchise. He really does. And there were certain sequences where I was like, "Oh, that was like genuinely like surprisingly well directed." Um, but again, on the other side of that, there were moments where I was like. 
damn, this movie feels very lazy, very incompetent. The writing feels super uninspired. We're kind of like rinse and repeating a lot of the the things we've already seen in in um what was the last one called? The Last Key yeah, and yeah, then Insidious yeah. Chapters 2 and 3. Um and then one thing and and Seth, I'm I'm pretty sure you're you're in agreement here. I am so sick and tired of jump scares. Like, so they are so predictable, especially when this movie gave away like three of their biggest jump scares in the trailers. Like yeah. if that, if, if the scene, and this isn't a spoiler because it was in the trailer, but if the scene when he's in the MRI, if I didn't know about that scene prior to the movie, that would have made me shit my pants. But like, I knew it was coming. <clears throat> One, I saw it in the trailer. Two, it's just like the most obvious jump scare that's coming my way. So I don't know. I, I didn't love this movie. I went with a two out of five, which is exactly what I've given the last three insidious movies. I don't think this does anything to, um, you know, awaken a dying franchise. And obviously this is all in my opinion. I know there are people that, you know, liked uh, the red door. I know there are people that do enjoy the, the insidious uh, franchise, but for me, it just, it, fe- it feels very lazy. It's just not scary. Um, and again, no hate to Patrick Wilson because I do think there are moments in this movie that show that he knows horror and cares about this franchise. Just the writing around this movie absolutely sucked. Yeah. Um, so I'm like a bit higher than George. I'm not like you know, 2.5, so I'm not exactly high on it. I think, as George said, like I went into this with, with optimism because obviously we know that Patrick Wilson has been in this franchise since day one he clearly cares about the, the projects he so i kind of went into this knowing that and being a little bit more optimistic and i actually do think it's the same as george there are some i mentioned in my in my review there are some really cool shot sequences like the mri scene i think was really creative but it's just the fact that it was already given away yeah we we saw it already yeah <laughs> like exactly that, that's one of the scenes where i was like damn like this is a really good horror moment. Like it's claustrophobic. It's giving me anxiety. But while I'm watching it, I'm like, I've seen it. I I know exactly what's about to happen. Yeah. It's a major issue because there there are a few sequences like that. I think the, the the main pitfall, the main downfall of this film is is really down to the writing, which is surprising because I know that they got the, um, I don't know. I don't know if they had different writers each time, but they had the guy on who wrote the first one, which I think is actually, yeah, like me and George said, really good. Which is a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like it was really, really uninspired. They took so much from the previous, the previous films, and it is just becoming a rinse and repeat. Now they tried to create this development of kind of fatherly bond of a fatherly figure of the absence of that with um, Dalton, uh, Dalton's character, and um, what's Patrick Wilson called in the film? Oh God! What's he called? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Josh, Josh Lambert. Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they tried to create this kind of family bond, which, which I think was um, a good attempt, but it never really hit me. Like we'll go into this, but like the ending, for example, um, it's just left me with such a sour taste. Like I think most of the narrative beats they tried to hit when it comes to the emotion just didn't work because the writing felt so lazy. And I will say the first half an hour. Uh, Yes, there were some. It it did try to kind of drive in the silly. I guess there were some jokes which which didn't really work for me. But I will say the first of half an hour, forty minutes, I actually quite enjoyed because there were these things as well. I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. Um, and it, I think the insidious films, no matter how much I don't like them, they always provide me nostalgia of just watching the first one with these characters anyway. 
Um, and it did feel slightly unnatural, but I, I was kind of optimistic. And then the further it went, the longer it got, it was a long, it felt really long for like an hour 50 it or whatever. It feel long, yeah. yeah it, because, it was a long hour 50. It's like, it's like, like you said, it's like 45 minutes of source material into a nearly two hour film, which just yeah. doesn't work. And I, I really do think it's downright lazy. One thing I will say, and this isn't really a spoiler, I mean, I guess it is. Um, so we, we can, we, we, yeah, we can start spoiling. If you, if you haven't seen Insidious, just skip ahead maybe 10, 15 minutes, maybe a little less, but we're going to start just getting into some whatever. Um, I'm sick of the net of the further. Like I'm so it's I'm so dude. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not scary. It's stupid. They didn't utilize um lipstick face. Whatever his what's his name? Lipstick dude, face lipstick demon. He looks I, so, he's laughable now. He's laughable. He like he used to be like this like goddamn frightening like paranormal presence. And like in this movie, like. It's as if like Patrick Wilson forgot that like that's the main character, like that should be the main character of your movie. Yeah, I, the thing is, as well, I guess you could say it was ambitious because they tried to go for this bond, this family kind of family dynamic, family drama. But at the same yeah. time, it's an insidious film, man. And the the further is just so the first film when they went into when obviously um, Josh goes into the further to save Dalton. Yeah, it was actually frightening. It worked because there were these unique characters. We've seen this now. We we know it. And and yeah. been, they underutilized the oh, fucking. He's got the weirdest name: lipstick devil face man. <laughs> uh, and they underutilized him so often, and he, he he has he has become like a almost a joke now. And it just it just doesn't hit the same. You know, you compare the sequences we had with him in in this one, which were barely any. To, for example, in the first film, George, you know where he um, he pops up behind Josh, yeah, yeah, the infamous shot, yeah, and it's just so one of one of the most iconic like, shots in. in horror. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree, and it's just yeah, it feels like they're kind of just at the, at the point now where they're just kind of chucking this character in to, to remind you this is an insidious film. Yeah, this is the guy you were scared of, fucking in 2010, where they're not utilizing them. They're trying to they're trying to portray this horror figure around this less than average family drama which again for me didn't work and it, it didn't it's work. so it's so i don't know if you agree with me here i think this is the best insidious movie from like dalton's perspective like i really i really liked what they did with dalton's character in this movie but at the same time i think they focused a little too much on dalton and his relationship with josh and they like it, it felt as if they were writing a family drama, completely forgot that it was an insidious movie. And then when they were done writing the movie, they were like, oh, shit, this is an insidious movie. Let's go back Let's and throw some another, insidious yeah. shit. And in then here. throw some throwback shots from the first film. Yeah. Like, what we there, there was like a few sequences near in the end. Yeah. Where it, was like, it was literally just shot for shot. And I understand what you're trying to do with it. But, you know, for a fact, at that point, they were like. I don't know how much more material we have here. Let's just give us one of the last <laughs> path. Show this guy, which by the way is called the lipstick face demon. Lipstick face demon. Weird in itself. Let's show this guy. Let's give him the insidious feel without providing any of the, the scares. And it doesn't yeah. matter how good or how, like you said, I think I mentioned in my review, um, Patrick Wilson has a keen eye for horror when it comes to shooting, which is cool. But it doesn't matter how much he does because the writing was so yeah. lazy. And speaking of... It took me out of it. Dude, I don't know if my my favorite shot of this whole movie. Can you take a wild guess? Like what my favorite shot of this whole movie, like my favorite like frightening sequence. Well, I'm gonna say that it was 
one of the walking ones because they kind of reminded me of it follows a little bit okay so you know what i mean with the window and he's like lifting up and, yeah you know, well there, yeah so there's one shot so there are two shots and i'll call these like my tie for my first i loved when we're in like the the further or wherever we are where it's like you know uh foggy and shit that yeah. reminded me a lot of malignant and i thought that was shot super cool like yeah, yeah. the color grading drops down yeah, to like yeah, a blue it gets very dark you're kind of in like the perspective of like the bad demon at times i think it's really cool my favorite shot in the movie though is when uh dalton's roommate is like oh. is she's like lighting up like the christmas lights or whatever and it keeps going on and off and on and off and she's talking and not looking at dalton and i'm staring at dalton because I'm like, he's something's about to happen, and then it goes and he's on just and being off. Really weird and being silent, yeah, and yeah, just changing, and, yeah. Cool. And then yeah. it goes off, and the lights come back on, and like his eyes are shot. And I'm like, that, like that was, I thought that was a very cool sequence, which again, just shows that I think Patrick Wilson, like, give him a competent script, and I think we could have a really solid horror film on our hands. Yeah, like it's a, it's, it, I know what you mean. There was a, there's a. I so my I think my favorite shots were probably the MRI scene, if not for the predictability. Well, not predictability. We already fucking knew what would happen. Yeah, we knew. It was um, I think that was just creative, and it, it really made me feel like anxious, claustrophobic. Because yeah, I just found that like I think I also liked the the kind of it follows like shots. You know, when he's lifting up, uh, trying to like find who's who on the pictures. Then his dad's yeah. dad's ghost is there walking towards. I kind of like that shit. But again, it's just like once. It happens. We get all this anticipation. Thing, something builds up. It's just not very scary, which is no. a little bit disappointing, to be honest. And I think that I like I will... hate. I hate being like that guy to be like this horror movie wasn't scary because like I'm not sitting here trying to be like manly about it. I'm sitting here telling you like I think jump scare fatigue is real, and I think when you've seen as many horror movies as you and I have, yeah. they just become so goddamn predictable. Do you think this would be scary for Calvin and Tyler? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I yeah. think. I mean, the first one was scary, but like, I would I like to see him do. Is this confirmed? This isn't confirmed as the final Insidious film, is it? Like, no, is, I, it, is it? I doubt it. Because I heard that it was confirmed as the final one, but they're going to be doing a spin-off. If so, I'd like to see him do it again, but I'd prefer him to see him do his own projects outside of this universe. Um, because I think they've rinsed this dry now. We've gone to the further. We've seen yeah. it. We've seen the antagonist. What more can you really do in this universe? I mean, maybe they can. But I'd like to see Patrick Wilson do like a little horror project on his own kind of thing. Um, yeah. Perhaps try and write something himself. Who knows? But like a low budget horror, whatever it might be, and, and do his own thing. Because I think I don't really care for these for these films anymore. Every film, even though this isn't, I, I don't think this is the worst one for me. Every single film I've not rated an Insidious film positively since the first one. That was a four, and then yeah. it's straight down to twos and two point fives, and and a one point five for one. I think. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see him do another thing. So I think it's a shame because I think he clearly has some directorial juice, I guess. But um, I just don't care about Insidious films anymore. I think that's the main issue, and I think that's the same for a lot of people. Although actually. It is doing quite well at the box office, I'm not mistaken. It's already made I, it still has like a cult file. Like people still show up to see the hideous movies, yeah. like in, including us, obviously. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Although I don't actually know if I would if I wasn't 
the, the economy. I didn't that's, actually be the last one. That's literally what I was thinking. So I so I, I saw Insidious what Friday night. Um and yeah. me and me and Victoria and I had dinner reservations at 7 15. So I was like, okay, I'll go catch this movie by myself at 4 30. While I'm walking to the theater, I'm like dressed for dinner. It's so hot and humid in New York City. I'm sweating. The you only thing the through. only thing I'm thinking to myself is I would never see this movie if it wasn't for the real talk. That, that's what I mean. Like I didn't, I don't, I didn't go and see. I've not been seeing Insidious film in the cinema since. Yeah, one exactly. Me too. Too. I just watched at home when they were streaming. I was like, oh, whatever. I would have never gone to see this. But then you say that they still make money, don't they? Like that. Well, I mean, my my movie was at four thirty on a Friday, and the theater like it wasn't packed, but there were people there. Mine was at half twelve. Yeah, but, um, it was early and it was nearly full, yeah. which surprised me. It was very weird. But yeah, I, I think... give it a 2.5. George, give it a, a do you give it yeah. a two? A two, two. yeah. Two. I went with a two, yeah. So uh, I think that could just about wrap up our insidious chat. Not much spoiler talk, but overall, eh. Y'all want, y'all want some box office numbers? Sure. Yeah, sure. sure. So I think it's uh, double. I think it's done over like 35 million, maybe. Something yeah, so it's, it's projected. Obviously, it's Sunday, so official numbers yeah, aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fully in, but it is projected at like 33 million, had a $15 million budget, which 15 to $20 million, uh, it's not like official, which that is absurd. It, that's the thing, man. They just like, uh, they just make horror movies for ten dollars and then they make yeah. billions like it, you know, this was the highest like budget i think this was the highest budget they've had on one as well i believe it i fully it. believe it uh i'm trying to find the joyride budget it's like it's like the conjuring george if you get one film that's scary you you start yeah. a franchise yeah. well Hold doesn't on. matter how average the rest of the horrors are in that franchise people will go and see them because of the remembrance for that first film that's, that's am true. i am i hosting next week yeah okay to all of my to all of our Patreons listening for the real quick movie recommendation, please comment some of the scariest films you've yes. ever seen. Why? Please someone someone just comment a scary fucking movie just that comment we... like the descent. Yeah, comment like, like this. Yeah. No, okay, maybe not scary, but just comment something that Tyler and Cam can tolerate a little bit. Like I think the descent would be a good one, honestly. Yeah, someone comment not to pick for you, but someone yeah, yeah, or comment like martyrs or something. Like, let's fuck them up. (laughs) I can't find uh, I can't find the uh, the budget for Joyride, but it made six million dollars. Is not you guys see you guys see my Joyride shirt? What? They sent me a care package. Hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 nice. That's sick. Yeah, fun. I don't remember that. They send, yeah, I don't know what this means. What is honestly. that? Tyler? I don't know. I don't it's know. It's like I think it's a symbol for love in like China, Asia. Okay. Because the heart. Did they do that in the movie though? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not more recent. If they did, I don't remember. Well, if they, yeah, if they did, I don't remember it. I guess that's fair. Um, I guess that. But don't. Uh, no, he's thinking it together. All right. Oh, oh, we're doing this. Oh, ho, ho, ho. oh, oh, ho, ho. There you go. There you go. And it makes it hard. Ignorant, Amer- ignorant Americans. Ignorant Americans out. can't do that. Yeah, figure <laughs> out. Yeah, other Insidious the Red Door is doing well at the box office. Um, I'm just looking at some box office stats right now. I did not realize just how badly Bo is afraid flopped. It's like, did it? Like Insidious the Red Door is already passed. Oh, yeah. By quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. yeah, bro. No one's going. No average moviegoer. First off, no, Cam. Bro. Are you just chugging milk right now? 
I feel like we've talked about this before. I'm a big milk fan. I love that. I respect the no, shit out of that. If I'm being it. honest, I, I really feel like respect. we've talked about this before. So I, weirdest we, thing, but I've never seen it. In weirdest person. thing. <laughs> I'm eating like dry cereal, just honeycombs right now. Honeycombs are peak. Um, oh, there, there, there's a there's a thing in the Insidious movie where Dalton is um, honeycombs ad. No, 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 no. <laughs> he he eats like oatmeal packets. Oh yeah but, yeah, but like he doesn't like put it in milk or water. He just eats like the dry oats. Okay, I feel like that's odd, but uh, yeah, that's good for him. Dry cereal, dry cereal milk. with a cup of milk. I don't <laughs> like I don't like mushy. Cereal, I don't like mushy what? cereal. I don't uh, like mushy cereal. I don't like them added together, but I like them together. <laughs> Not like Yo, combined, you but together. Bugging, bro. I know. I know. What were we talking about? Box office? Box oh, yeah. Bozer. Yeah. Bozer afraid made zero dollars. Yeah. No, no average movie goer is going to see a three hour Ari no, Aster film. I just thought it would have made over 30 million by now. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, maybe, I mean, I guess I'm on box office mojo, so I'd have to imagine they're the most up to date. But, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep moving on. Um, well, the other movie that came out this week, I'm not educated enough to talk about the controversy on Sound of Freedom, so we don't have to get into that. But I just, on the box, it's making buku bucks it's it's climbing it's already passed like are you there goddess me margaret so we came out on fourth of july and it's already number it 46 like in the year million, I thought. it's at what it made like 15 million yeah, uh box office mojo says at 30 million now so mm-hmm. it's uh it's climbing the the ranks pretty quick it's about to pass uh, asteroid city and it just came out a couple days ago and i haven't heard anything about it but again i'm not educated enough to talk about it um, I know there's a lot of controversy. I never it. heard about that movie until last night when you tweeted something about it. Right. Yeah. But it's de- like, and then, cause I, I heard about it and then I looked at my theaters for like showings of it and it's like every seat sold out. I'm like, damn, this is yeah. like, how are people hearing yeah. about this movie? I'm sure it's like Ben Shapiro telling people to go or something. I don't know, but <laughs> you know what other movie I've never heard of in my life. And we have a movie podcast, whatever fucking movie just got removed from Netflix with kid Cuddy. Oh. What was that? Did you guys see that? Tyler, oh, you replied to the, it. Tyler tweeted about it, right? That it yeah. was on it was what on was Disney it? Plus for like a day. Oh, Disney Plus. Yeah, that's it. That's Crater. Crater. Right. Never heard of that movie in my life. Yeah, there's no way they there's no way they dropped a kid cutting movie and I've, I've Yeah, you know, you know me, like I always try to watch all the twenty twenty three releases. So I have like a watch list of stuff to go through and Crater is on and I'm like, oh wow, I guess I just did not have enough time to I'm sure there's certain websites that still have Crater ups so and maybe I'll try and watch yeah, the Forbidden probably. Fruit, but yeah, it's just crazy because like I don't know, like, how much are you really paying in residuals that, like, you need to remove a movie after, like, 30 days just so you don't pay people residuals? Because, like, clearly if you remove it, it's not getting many views. So, like, what's... I've never seen this in my life. Yeah, I have no idea what the scene is. I think, like, the... I think, like, Josiah Washington gave, like, a 3 or 3.5 and said he, like, kind of liked it. So, yeah, I don't know. But, um... Yeah, we'll move on to to quickly go over what else you've been watching this week. So, George, other than Insidious and Paris, Texas, what what else have you been watching this week? Dude, I've been I've been powering through my my uh, watch list lately. I'm very proud of myself, honestly. Um, I watched Misery for the first time, so shout out uh, all of our mutuals, Ash, for that recommendation. The one starring Kathy Bates, I loved it. Shout out Cam for recommending me Crawl. Not mm-hmm. terrible, believe it or not. Like a really, three, three kind of hurt. It is. I expected it's, a three and a half. Stop, stop. It's so it's absurd. So it's so. You just have to buy into the there, Seth. There's one yeah. scene where this father is giving his daughter a pep talk to outswim 
four Dude, gators. That shit, that shit went hard, though. In no world is this bitch out swimming a gator. I don't care who she is. Song, honestly, it sounds so dumb. Um, <laughs> Paris, Texas, we'll talk about. Uh, I watched As Above, So Below. Shout out, Rachel, for that. Um, bitch, man. Shout out, Kevin, for the uh, for the Beginners recommendation, which is another Mike Mills film. He also did Come On, Come On. I really enjoyed Beginners. Ewan McGregor. Um, Really, really solid uh, film that I really enjoyed. Watch the documentary, My Love Don't Cross That River, which was just... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Super tender, but really, really heartbreaking. It basically just follows these this uh, this couple. They're each about, uh, one of them's 90, one of them's pushing 100 years old. They've been together for like 75 years. Um, and it basically is just following like their last days. Like they know that death is like creeping up on them. Um, super sad shout out Sarah for that recommendation Seth Alex told me to watch this is England so I watched this is England and that was just it terrifying in like just the most realistic way possible um, it might be the happiest I've seen you rate a movie I'm not even joking dude so, some some scenes in that movie just like had my stomach turning upside down I texted you about one of them that, that final sequence between yeah. Combo and Milk Milky just killed me um it's, and then um, it's like uh, one of those films in the uk which is um yeah especially if you're from like near where i'm from i i i think it's the best oh, like it's uk it's movie i've ever seen really well it's i mean it's my favorite other than uh sean of the dead obviously but yeah it's, it's either that shot of the dead or snatch honestly <laughs> yeah well they're all very different you wouldn't laugh much about <laughs> yeah no um and then i'm doing uh Obviously, I've been doing like my mutuals recommend movie series on uh, TikTok. I am mutuals on TikTok with Letterboxd, so I DM Letterboxd. I, yeah, so I said, wow. "Give me a," I said, "Give me a movie recommendation," um, and they responded with Sally Potter's Orlando, starting to starring Tilda Swinton. So I watched that I really fucking weird movie, oh. but like, I don't know. I, I I it's such a wild like I went in completely blind. It's such a wild ride. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and Tilda Swinton just. She's the only one that could pull something off like this, and it's just mesmerizing to watch. Um, and then last night I watched Fantastic Four from 2005, which is dope. Which one's that? So oh, no, mid. The one, the so one with mid. so mid. The one with Jessica Alba and uh, Chris Evans. No, but the first people episode. Love, people love that man. People. No, love Tyler. Man. I I love Tyler's uh, letterbox review. It's like formulaic. Show life before they get powers. Show how they get powers. Show them experience powers. Using powers for first time. Introduce villain. Fight villain. The end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it's, is, as, it's as formulaic as it comes, but I don't think it's terrible. Yeah, I don't think it's hysterical. great. I, I, I don't know what he even rated it. Probably like a 5 out of 10 or something. I gave, I gave it a 2 out of 5. A 2 and a half out of 5. I think I gave it a 1 and a half. Well, damn, George has been and, ticking off the watch list. Any other stuff you yeah. got? No, that's it. That's it. Uh, Seth, what else have you watched this week? Uh, not as much as I did last week. I watched two Scorseses I haven't seen before. New York, New York, um, which is good. It's it's rather similar to La La Land. Um, very similar in terms of the story. 
uh, boxcar Bertha, which is the first time Scorsese has ever missed to me because that was boring. Um, Mission Impossible, I actually need to watch. I've got two more to watch, so I probably will be late on watching that. I watched, um, what's the third one called? Mission Impossible 3. No, sorry, the Mission Impossible 3. Ghost Protocol. Rogue One. I watched the third one on Ghost Protocol, uh, both pretty good. Um, I think is Ghost Protocol third or is Rogue Nation? I forget the order. Uh, Ghost Protocol's fourth, oh, okay. and then sense. Rogue Nation's fifth. I think I've, I've changed my opinion. By the way, I think John Wick four is better than Fallout. I think I was I was plagued by recency bias. What right you give John Wick four or five anyway? Didn't you? Did you? Four and a half. They're both four and a half, so they're super close. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I need to watch that. I'm, I'm at the ones that most people say are the best now, which is like, uh, what is it? Uh, five and six, which I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to four. That's for sure. Um, watched Lost Highway again, which I just fucking love. I also watched Inland Empire, which is like um another Lynch. This like, it was his last feature film in 2006. It's it's very long, but really really great. Fucking weird. Um, I watched The Holy Mountain, probably one of the weirdest films I've ever seen in my life. I watched Paris Texas, which of course we'll speak about. Uh, and then I also watched a couple of Lynch's short films as well because I've got like the box set which has them on and. Yeah, I'm just in a Lynch phase at the minute. I'm really, really enjoying it. But I've not watched as much this week. I've been been pretty busy across the board. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Cam, how about you? Mm, not a crazy week. Joyride, Paris, Texas, um, as mentioned. Um, I watched Elemental, which I really, really enjoyed, actually. Um, 75 out of 100. It's not perfect. Very surface-level immigration story um, told by Pixar. Um, but I had a really good time with it. It made me, you know, emotional, like most Pixar movies do, you know, always has a good message. Um, I'm not, I don't know if it's perfect, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I watched the first two hunger games. Don't know why I was just kind of in a, in a hunger games mood. Um, they're good movies. Yeah. The first two are so good, man. The they first are. two are so good. And now I'll probably watch the next two eventually, but the <laughs> next two just Stinkers. stink um which is a real bummer but yeah and i i forgot how much like like catching fire is really awesome the first hunger games is really good i like it a lot but catching fire is just so good um but that's really it nothing crazy this week i've been like it i i i've been spending a lot of my nights streaming when i can so that's kind of when i watch my movies but um and also this week we've been filled with moving which has just been the worst but all hopefully all done now just got to unpack everything nice nice I, I started this week on like a crazy pace of watching movies but a lot of people would think like and i'm sure that's true for a majority of people like when you get sick like you just do nothing but lay in bed and watch movies but for some reason like i just am not like that like when i'm sick and feel miserable like i just can't lock into a movie or pay attention i just find myself like my attention span when i'm sick is just too short to want to watch a movie so even though i've been like in bed exclusively and do nothing else for the past like two days it's been like stuck in bed i've just been basically just like on my phone chill and like haven't watched any movies like had some tv on in the background but I, I don't know just something about me i just can't lock into a movie when i'm sick and just like feel like shit just because like i just can't get my mind to like to pay attention to a movie and actually care about it. like i can watch something stupid like yesterday i turned on like white house down so i can watch something like that but like watching anything on my watch list i just feel like just wouldn't do it justice because like I'm like kind of fading in and out of sleep too. Cause I've been just like, honestly feeling like real shit the past couple of days. Um, but early in the week I was like on a crazy pace watching a ton of movies. So I watched like this random, just like while I was editing the podcast, I watched this like random movie called Kodachrome, which I'd never heard about. It's a Netflix original <laughs> and it had Elizabeth Olsen and, um, 
uh, what's his name? Jason Sudeikis. So I was like, oh, it was like very much a Netflix original. It was like a three out of five, but I was like, the cast had me intrigued. I, like, I really like Elizabeth Olsen, and I think Jason Sudeikis has a lot of chemistry with anyone who's on screen with, which kind of leads into why after that I watched Horrible Bosses, rewatched it, I guess. It's just so Dude, funny, man. before I watched Fantastic Four last night, I watched like 45 minutes of Horrible Bosses. Dude, that's, <laughs> that movie is so funny, man. Like, Dude, it is so funny. The scene, the scene where where Charlie Day like drops the cocaine and just looks at uh just looks at what's his fucking name whoever he's looking at and he's like oh I messed up big time I messed up big time <laughs> yeah and like I love like how like Kevin Spacey's like dying from an allergic reaction which is like what they wanted the whole time and he's like reviving <laughs> and him and saving his life, life. <laughs> and like so he was dying and you saved him when like our whole plan is to kill him. And they just Dude, look out the window and seem like so looking like he's funny. just stabbing him over and over, but it's really just like an epipen injection. Oh, Bro, Colin, Colin Farrell in that movie is fucking jokes. Dude, he's he plays like he's obviously an incredible main actor. Like when he's leading a movie, he's incredible. But there's so many movies from the 2010s where he's like a pretty subtle minor side character that he just kills it every time. Oh, he's so funny. He's like, he's like, we we gotta trim the fat, dude. That's what I said in my freaking letterbox review. That's like my favorite line. Like he's like, I'm gonna need you to trim the fat around here. What do you mean trim the fat? I mean, I'm gonna need you to fire, fire all the, the fat, fat people. people. <laughs> oh, he, he's so good in that. Pro- um, Professor Xavier, get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see what else I watched so saving Mr. Banks, which like it was fine. It wasn't anything great. Just a, it's just a classic Tom Hanks movie. I feel like just very, very average. Um, watched the most dangerous game, which from 1932, which I watched that like in like English class. Well, like, I watched grade. <clears throat> oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot to mention that the, the one from like 32, I think. Yeah. Was. 1932. It, it's, it's yeah, good. Yeah. I, I wasn't like blown away. I, I'd already seen it like years and years ago, but it's good. I didn't didn't think it was crazy though. Um, it's obviously one of the most yeah, influential no. films of all time. Like it's been mentioned in other films and just like recre- the story of it recreated in just so many movies over the decades. So it's kind of nice to kind of go back to the original one. Um, Hail Caesar. I just I hated that movie, man. I don't know if any of you have seen it. Let me see. Do any of you have it? It's logged? my um, least favorite. I've seen like eleven Coen Brothers films. But it's my least favorite by far. That was just insufferable, man. I get, I don't know. Like I don't. I hate to be like the classic insufferable Babylon fan, but the fact that like Babylon got shit on by critics and like hail Caesar got like really good critic reviews. Like I just don't get it. it is. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, 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 it's got way better reviews than Babylon from like critic scores on aggregate websites. So um, I just, I, yeah, yeah, but, um, we I don't know. I don't, I just, I'm not like as big of a Coen brothers fan as most people. I get like, I guess tragedy Macbeth wasn't a Coen brothers movie. I think that was just like Ethan Coen or maybe Joel. It was only one of them, but just in general, the movie also bang, and like their new movie coming out that like that or I think only one of the brothers again that's coming out like the drive away baby or whatever looks just like but they all reunited. Wait, yeah, I mean I don't know. I just Fargo's by far my favorite movie of theirs. I know a lot of people it's No Country for Old Men, but I just really love Fargo. Um, rewatch Game Night. Game Night is like one of like three comedies like in history for me that like I can rewatch over and over and still like laugh out loud every time. Like there's basically no other comedies that can do that for me. And I still just laugh out loud that whole time. Like Jesse Plemons is just so insane in that movie. And Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman are so good together. Uh, a comedy that didn't hit the second time was Ted 2. It's just so long, man. It's like two hours. Like Ted has no business being that long. Like I, I enjoyed I like, Ted 1, I like, Ted 2. I like Ted. I did, Ted 2 stinks. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm in the same boat. I, I didn't love Ted, but I like Ted. Uh, but I Ted like 2 Ted, is yeah. just awful. 
Um, yeah. Watch Hitchcock, which I, I've been watching all the psychos, like on all the sequels to it. And I still need to watch the like 1998 remake of it with like Vince Vaughn. But Hitchcock is basically another psycho verse movie because it's a movie about the making of the movie psycho. Is that um, that guy wears that like fat suit or something? Yeah, that Hitchcock. guy being Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. Is that in, in Cops? Yeah, Anthony he Hopkins plays at Alfred Hitchcock. Um, it's I'm a stacked cast, like uh, Scarlett Johansson, Tony Collette, uh, Helen Mirren. Like, there's a ton of great people in it, but I know nothing, it, it's just a classic biopic where, like, obviously there's a lot of troubling things about Alfred Hitchcock and his life, but like any other biopic, just like the Elvis one last year, like really any biopic ever, it's like it just kind of glosses over the negatives and just kind of gives like a very rose-colored look at it. Um, and Anthony, Ho- yeah, that fat suit's just so bad, man. He just looks awful in it. But Anthony I've Hopkins is charismatic enough to make it watchable. Uh, the Curiosity Killed the Cat. I watched Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh, at least, you know, I like Charlie Day a lot, so I'm really happy I actually watched Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey because I didn't want Fool's Paradise to be my lowest of the year, so I'm glad I got one locked in <laughs> below him. It's just, it's just like... Like I said, this is my letterbox review. I don't know what I would do if I was a director and I got the keys to like the IP of Winnie the Pooh. Like, I don't know what I would do with the horror movie, but I definitely wouldn't make like Winnie the Pooh start sexually assaulting women. Like I was just like, what? What? Yeah. Like there's just like a scene where like he like finds, he he just finds a woman in the shed. He like, he corners a woman in the shed and just like rips off her bra and shirt and just like strips her naked and throws her in like a wood chipper. I'm like, what was the point of ripping her clothes off? Like what, what, there's no need for that. Like it was just, it was just That's truly so, dreadful. So the first 15 Jesus. minutes, honestly, like it was, it, it was starting to go down the territory where I was like, this could be so bad as good. And like peak campiness where like, I might actually like this. So there was promise actually. So it was just like truly horrible the whole time. But then like, it just started taking that turn where everything just kind of got a little rapey. And I was like, <laughs> this is just not, not a good movie. That's um, crazy. And then lastly, I watched The Artist, which I just really, really did not like at all. It's obvious. And we kind of talked about in the group chat. Like, that was just has to be one of the weakest years in movie history. It was 2011. Where, like, and obviously, I said that in my letterbox review, and everyone starts commenting, like, what about this movie and that movie? It's like, obviously, there's never been a year in history where there's, like, no good movies ever. But when you look at, like, the Oscar nominees for that year, it was just, like, quite a quite a bleak year. And the fact that The Artist kind of swept the Oscars, it was nominated for, like, 10 Oscars, and it won, like, five I, I just didn't get it, man. I just didn't care for that movie whatsoever. It's like a black and white silent film, but I like black and white silent films. Like I've seen quite a few of them from like the twenties and thirties. And I liked some of them. Like I've, I've liked all of the ones I watched from like a hundred years ago, a lot more than the artist, which was 10 years ago. So, um, just whatever. But, um, if you've enjoyed the episode so far, make sure you're, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, leave us a five star review. We're at like 1.1 K ratings. And we've been stuck at that for a while. I can't wait to see it flip over to the 1.2 K. Then if you're on Apple, make sure you leave us a review there. Um, write something nice in the comments and maybe talk about George's cute little purple shirt. Um, and if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed, hit that like button, comment down below um, what, what movies you've been watching this week. Um, but we'll kind of move on to what we kind of talked about at the top here. We're going to talk about our most stacked movie cast of all time. Um, I guess before we get into it, just like we've, we've already been mentioning it, but just to make it crystal clear, Paris, Texas is going to be the real quick review this week. It'll be coming out on... Friday, so you have four days between now and then to watch the movie and get get caught up to speed before we uh, talk about it in the real quick. So Paris, Texas, go ahead and watch it. It's on Max for people in America, and check your local streaming I go. services. I gotta go watch that, by the way. Um, so yeah, we'll get just into the cl- most stacked movie cast all the time. What's up? Uh, just to clarify, with this, this it's my rules because I made this. Okay. You can't choose a film that isn't out yet. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, very fair. I, I, I assume. I, did, yeah. I didn't have I'd any be, on when I brought, When I did my video on this, everyone was like, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. It's not out, bro. I'm not doing <laughs> it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Be like in a real quick. Be like most or best movie years of all time. Like 2024 is looking like a banger. I'll put that in my top five. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, what we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of we each kind of have our top five here, um, and we'll do the same exact thing we kind of did for the for the best years in movie history, which we saw that real quick the other day. Um, we kind of just went around the around the call here and started talking about it, but if one of us has something that overlaps and we kind of just dive into it, talk about it a little more. But since this is Seth's idea, I want to kick it off with him first. So um, we're, I, don't, I don't necessarily have mine ranked like five to one or anything. I just kind of listed five for me personally. Yeah. So just throw one out there. What you want to start off with for one of the most stacked movie casts of all time. Uh, I mean, I've got better ones. I'll just throw one out there. that's like, I guess, under underspoken about when people speak about the, the, the highest, uh, the best cast movies, because this one just doesn't have that many what it has is like a lot of um big names so you've got uh, a bridge too far which was a war film bridge Attenborough war film in the 70s so it had um uh dirt bogard james khan michael kane sean connery edward fox elliot gold anthony hopkins gene hackman uh Lawrence olivier and liv ullman who is one of my fair actresses so like for me, that one is like just a number of huge names in Hollywood who've been mainstays, of, obviously apart from Liv Ullman, who was um, a regular collaborator of, of, of um, Ingmar Bergman, who was in like Awesome Sonata Tower and stuff like that, and um, Persona. So that's 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 one I want to point out because I think I don't really hear that spoken about too much. And it just has a lot of huge, huge names in there. Um, I haven't really got mine ranked, so I'm kind of similar to, to you. Mm. But that's kind of if I had that would be the low one, just like a sleeper pick, I guess. Yeah, I have a couple on my list that are, you know, there you could say others are more stacked, but I just wanted to give him a shout out. But I'll, I'll kick it over to Cam next. Uh, is he going to drop um, an MCU movie? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll start off with Avengers oh. Endgame. Like, it's like, like, what do you want from me? It is. It is. Question. Okay. Avengers, Avengers Endgame is the most stacked cast of all time. Yeah. It's, no. it's, not, it's not even. It is. Seth, Seth, put your, like, M, put your MCU hate aside. It's not even it, remotely an argument. It is in the terms, most. Wait, what are we doing this in terms of? Like, What do you mean in terms of? There's, biggest, hundred, yeah, there's biggest 150 names, of the no, biggest no, names in Hollywood in the movie. No, I agree. I just I'm doing. I didn't say the best cast of all time. We said most stacked, yeah, largest most cast stacked. with most oh, notable I, I, people. I, I agree. I just think in terms of like quality, I guess there's a lot more. Of no one said quality. We, we're saying most. It is notable casts. Fine, most, fine, 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 fine. The right, most so. stacked cast of all time. Is it, Who am I? So, what are you just saying that. endgame to pick one or who am i forget like who's in endgame that's not in infinity war is there any like extra people or is it just kind of uh, so three larson i i three think larson i think added. endgame and infinity war can be in the top five but just we're, we're not going to put both of them in the top five because so, it's the exact same cast brie larson was added tilda swinton was added um you get um who else is added? I think Colby Smolders appears in the post credit scene, so we'll count that. And no one was uh, taken out. From oh, Infinity no, War, no, right? no. Yeah, so no one was taken out from Infinity War. These are just added. added. I guess Colby Smolders no, I think in it's the, the post credit scene of Infinity War. Yeah, so, she was so post credit in Infinity War. But also you get Linda Cardellini, Hiro, Hiro Yuki Sonata. Um, sorry if I butchered anything. Um, I, I, like, I, I'm trying to think who else, um, but you get Joe Russo, like that's just big dub. Wait, when is he in it? He's uh, he is a uh, he, he's in the like 
the therapy session the with therapy Chris Evans. Session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his he's husband the one that talks about. Something. Yeah, he talks about like the date he went on and how he cried after the salad came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah Wait, Cam, yeah. is, is um, Endgame the one Matthew Barry's in? ESPN. Fantasy yes, football. Matthew. Ba- yes, yes, yes. Shout Matthew out fantasy Barry. football players, Matthew Barry from ESPN's in Endgame. So I forgot about that completely. Yes, <laughs> Matthew Barry makes an appearance. That's incredible. Um, I don't know if anyone else is in it that's not in Endgame or Infinity War. I mean, um, but I mean at the end of the day, like though. Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, are probably what like twenty actors that like are household names. Yeah. So like. So obviously I'm looking at the cast right now. So obviously the top row, I'll, I'll just throw out a couple names and you can tell me if you think they're household names, Seth, uh, Anthony Mackie. No, I, I agree yes. with those thoughts. I just, I was Anthony Mackie's not a household name. Not you don't think so anymore? No, no. Or yet? I, I, I think a lot of them are, it, but I don't, I don't think Anthony Mackie's one. Okay. 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 This could be. After do we Captain America, do have... after he's officially Captain America in the movie, that might change. But right now it's, you know. Captain America in a show, but yeah, I, I but not as many people watch that. Um, uh, Frank Grillo is in this one, and I don't think he's in Infinity War. I like Frank Grillo, actually. I no, I don't. I think he's a bad person now. I think is he's he? got canceled for something. Um, yeah. so never mind, ignore that. As an actor, uh, he's good actor, yeah, he's a fine actor. Um, yeah, I think those are all the people that are in Endgame, but not in um, not in uh, Infinity War. John Slattery, Howard Stark. You guys, come on! Yeah, you're you're being silly. Don't don't say that's not the most stacked cast of all time. It is the. I've most literally just admitted this. Why are we? Ca- I I said. I'm just saying. I'm no, no, I said it's argument, the, not even an argument. I said it's the most stacked. I agree. I was just thinking a different way. That's all. Okay, that's fine. That's you're gonna I, hate. I, I, you're gonna hate my next movie. Which I think is good because it'll name it'll be a diverse discussion here. We're gonna have different different ways that people yeah, are looking for what a stacked cast is. Yeah. George, what's your first one you want to? rip off uh first one i want to rip off i'm like look i have my list up like i have the five i want to talk about but i this is like this is my number six but i think i'm going to put it at my number five spot and that's uh that's ryan johnson's knives out um yeah. I, th- I think that deserves a shout daniel craig chris evans i'm a day armist jamie lee curtis michael shannon tony collette mm-hmm. lakeith stanfield christopher Plummer, <laughs> Catherine langford um yeah, I, I just I think this is a stacked cast, and I think it also helps out that like all of these characters like are large in this movie. Like, yeah, some of the characters are a little bit more of side characters, but every single character here has like their moment to shine, which I think just makes the cast stand out significantly more. And then any cast that has Tony Collette, I'm there. Um, so yeah, I got Knives Out, and if you were wondering, I'm actually. I put Knives Out in my top five, and the movie I moved off my top five was uh, The Departed. Mm. Really? Maybe on yeah. mine. So. Wow. Do yeah. You, I, was, I, I, I figured it's going to be on one of yours, maybe, so yeah, I, like, I don't feel as bad. I think Seth is going to hate my next pick, if I'm being honest. I think Seth might hate my next so pick. So <laughs> quick yes or no. Like I would say yes on this. Would you? Knives Out or Glass Onion? What's the more stacked cast? Knives I say out. Knives Out. Knives Out. Knives Knives out. out. Sure. Okay. Glass Onion has better is um, Edward Norton, really, isn't it? Who's is it? in Glass Onion is Daniel Craig, Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate I, Hudson, Dave Batista, Maddie Klein. Yeah, I think definitely. Yeah, no, yeah, awesome. oh, definitely. Can we count Ethan Hawke? Oh, yeah. It's got Ethan Hawke for 60 yeah. seconds. 
I think Glass Onion yeah. has a lot more like up and comers than Knives Out did. Oh, it's got, Knives Out was a lot not, more established. Not, I think Glass, it has more like I got Hugh Grant as well, isn't it? Yeah, Hugh like, Grant. Uh, Glass Onion comers coming. It's Jesus. Yeah, up and comers in Glass Onion. I mean, yeah, Edward Norton, Madeline, Madeline Klein, Madeline Klein yeah, Janelle Monae is like. I mean, they're they're people who have been in Hollywood, so, but I mean, not as established as yeah. the Knives Out cast. Do you guys Dave, know who... Dave Bautista is an up and comer in Hollywood? I'd say he because is, he's only he been is, an actor for like four or five years. Yeah. Do you guys would, know who in Glass Onion who the hourly dong is? Yeah, it's uh yes, don't tell me, don't tell me. It's um <laughs> shit. Don't tell me. Do you guys know? If you know you can say it, but I this need This is this is so right, funny. Move on move on. I'll 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 figure okay, it out. Okay, I, I me, will not let say. Think, <laughs> let me think, let me think, please. I know this fun fact. Okay, I, I know now. Dark Dark Knight Rises. Is Tom it Tom Hardy? Hardy? No, no. no. Who is it? Just tell me. I forget. Joseph Matt, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Gordon Levitt. Yep, that's it. Damn it. Oh. Damn it. He was, that's yeah. so funny. Oh. That's that fucking hysterical. Yeah, that's very Because he was also in I Knives Out, right? Is it an Easter egg? Or where's that what you're talking about, right? Or were you talking about Glass no, Onion? No, that was Glass Onion, onion the hourly dog. Because that's another fun fact. Like, out. no, he is. He's in Knives Out and stuff. That's like a fun he fact. Is. Like, he's yeah. like, it's like the back of his head is all you see or something. But Joseph Gordon, it's like a. You hear his voice. Yeah, and he's in the cast. So. Um, is it is it like at the end like he gets handed a bag and they're like hey i like your real name robin yeah <laughs> um, epic knives out you know? so so dope so dope uh so let's see i'll go for, i'll go for one that i've talked about on tiktok before because i think uh, not enough people talk about it for most stacked cast of all time and that is the help and i think in terms of critically acclaimed so eight actresses from the help have won oscars which i, I think like honestly like, i haven't I don't think there's any website that tabulates it well enough, but I feel like this might be the most Oscar winning cast of all time in terms of cum cumulative Oscars from the whole cast. So you have Jessica Chastain who won best actress with the eyes of Tammy Faye. Allison Janney won best supporting actress for I, Tanya. Emma Stone, best actress, La La Land. Viola Davis, best supporting actress, Fences. Viola Davis is also an EGOT winner. Um, Octavia Spencer, best supporting actress for The Help. Mary Steenburgen, best supporting actress for Melvin and Howard. Sissy Spasic, Best Actress, Coal Miner's Daughter, and Cicely Tyson, Honorary Oscar. So eight Oscars throughout the cast of The Help, which I don't know. Someone in the comments let me know if there's another movie that has Impressive. more cumulative Oscars between a cast. Um, so Mate. epic epic woman power movie that eight Oscars across uh, all women in the That's cast of The Help. Impressive. Six of them came after the movie came out. So good good job in the casting department to be able to scout and get – that stacked cast and be able to see that they're all going to have the potential to become Oscar winners. Cause Sissy Spasic and uh, Mary Steenberger were the only ones who had Oscars before the movie, but pretty much all, pretty much everyone in the cast except Bryce Dallas Howard has gotten Oscars since. And honestly, I think Bryce Dallas Howard's time is going to come. I, it might not be for acting, but I think she's going to have a long career in directing. I think she's got obviously. something directing. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's going to fall in the footsteps of Ron Howard. She's obviously already done well with star Wars directing and, I think it's only a matter of time before she becomes, you know, a regular feature film director. So um, she's kind of the next one, the last Infinity Stone to collect for the cast of The Help to get Oscars for the entire cast. But just a very award uh, acclaimed cast in The Help. Um, it's a good pick. It's so a good pick. We'll, we'll circle it back around to Mr. I'd, uh I'd like to throw it out there that Avengers Endgame has eight Oscars winners. Actually? Yeah, Michael Douglas, William Hurt, Brie Larson, Gwyneth Paltrow, Natalie Portman, Tilda Swinton, and Marissa Tomei. Good pull. Good wow, pull. That's shout so, out Avengers I, Endgame. I, man, like, <laughs> I, I don't like to be that guy, but 
Just I, saying. No, no, I, no. I don't like to be that guy, but I just can't. I forgot that Brie Larson was an Oscar-winning actress. You just I know, forget, right? I, bro, I forget Marissa. I forget Marissa Tomei was a fucking Oscar-winning actress. Yeah. But, Wait, what did Brie Larson win Oscar? The Room. 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 Or Room. Room. Uh, I, I just, yeah. I is it Room? Is room. it not the Room? room. It's just no, Room. It's just room. Okay. Just, room. Just, room. just Room. Is there a movie that's The Room? Yeah, Tommy yeah, Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. Seth, back to you. Seth. Uh, I'll try and like pick out an order for this because I think that would be easiest. Uh, I'll go Boogie Nights. I think Boogie Nights oh, is a great house in terms mm-hmm. of overall quality of actors. Um, let me just get up. Uh, so obviously, you got Mark Wahlberg. Um, you've got, in my opinion, one of the goats, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, you've got Louise Guzman, you've got Burt Reynolds, you've got Julianne Moore, you've got John C. Riley, you've got um, Nicole Harry Parker, you've got Don Cheadle. Heather Graham, um, there's a couple others as well. Um, let me find them. Oh, well, I don't know. But yeah, I think that that are some of the strongest singular actors, and I would probably say a lot of PTA's films I think could be on here, to be honest. I think a lot of PTA's are really good cast. Like um, The Master has a great cast. Magnolia has a great cast. Uh, maybe even Licorice Pizza. But I think, yeah, Boogie Nights purely for just individual quality there's so many ads on there who i would consider some of the greats so i would say i would say that again i don't know if this is ordered exactly but if it was i guess that'd be my four and i, I can kind of make three more out of this i think uh but yeah, i'll go with that good pick good pick um is it me next it just to you. throw something out um seth you're gonna love this one uh the lego movie I think has like one of the most. I was wondering if anyone was going to go animated route because like so I many was, animated I movies was... just have so many voice actors that are so prominent. I'm not going to pull I it. Just, yeah. I'm not going to pull it out. But Shrek Three is kind of crazy too. But Shrek Will Three Arnett is crazy. I just pulled Will Arnett, Will Arnett, Chris Pratt, Will Ferrell is Elizabeth Banks, Morgan Freeman, Jonah Hill, Charlie Day, Allison Brie, Nick Offerman, Chris, uh, Chris McKay, Liam Neeson, Channing Tatum, Dave Franco, Will Forte, Colby Smulders. Uh, Jake Johnson, Shaq is in it. Don't mention Shaq like we're giving him <laughs> big extras action. Shaq is in it. Yeah, that's, that's not, that, that does not help. <laughs> hey, I loved Kazam as a kid or whatever that movie was that he was like a genie in. I, I think it was Kazam. Is... Keegan-Michael so... Key, Billy D. Williams, Anthony Daniels. It's just... Why would I hate them. that pick? Oh, I don't know. I just thought you'd be mad I'm that not I didn't. I'm anti-Lego. I'm just anti-MCU. Oh, that's fair. Seth might hate my pick. Jesus. Is it another? Is it just going to be every Avengers movie? No. <laughs> but yeah, uh, banging cast. I mean, it's just a lot of people. I felt like I had to throw it out. Um, George. Uh, all right, my number. I guess. Uh, yeah, I'll call, I'll call this a ranking. So my number four. I don't know. My my number four, three, and two can be interchangeable, but we'll call this number four. Uh, that is the Expendables three. A movie that stars every single action hero under the sun. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Schwarzenegger, Antonio Banderas, Jet Li, uh, Wesley Snipes, Dolph, Dolph Lundgren, Kelsey Grammer, Randy Kocher, Terry Crews, Glenn Powell is in this movie. Ronda yeah, Rousey is in this fucking movie. Is she? Yeah. A- oh, every action star there. under the sun, pretty That's much, crazy. except... Bruce Keanu Willis Reeves. is in yeah. this, yeah, is in this movie. Um, so the movie sucks. Let me make that very, very clear. This movie is not good. 
but this cast is cracked. What was the we should do we should do like best movies with the biggest cast next time. So you can't pull <laughs> but so I can't pull key, the expendables three. Low key though, Avengers Endgame and the Lego movie would be on that list. Oh, they probably would be. Um uh, well that's perfect like foreshadowing like because our, our real quick on Thursday is gonna be best action movie stars of all time. So if any of you are struggling for picks, just uh just open up Expendables three cast so you can refresh Look yourself at the fucking three of everyone cast. who's been like a big action star the past yeah. like, two decades. <laughs> um my next poll is gonna be uh, pulp fiction, not that surprising. Yeah. Uh, John Travolta, yeah. Samuel Jackson, Bruce Willis, uh Steve Buscemi, Uma Thurman, Tim Roth. Christopher Walken, Harvey Keitel, kind of all the usual suspects that are in uh, Quentin Tarantino's movies. Quentin Tarantino himself is in it as well. But yeah, just an incredible cast. Um, Low-key, like Tim Roth is like maybe my favorite of the bunch. Like obviously they're all incredible, but I just really, really love Tim Roth. Like especially in Quentin Tarantino movies, I absolutely love him. Um, but yeah, I mean, not much needs to be said. Uh, again, you could pretty much pick like a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies, but I think Pulp Fiction especially has just a great cast. Um, and then we'll kick it back over to Seth. Yeah, I'll take the one that I'm assuming a couple of us have. I'll, I'll say um, The Departed. I yeah, think it was always yeah. yeah. great, great pick. Great pick. Yeah. Uh, I think, let me just have a look. So you've got, obviously you've got the, the mainstays, uh, Nicholson, De Niro, uh, De Niro, DiCaprio, Damon, Wahlberg. Um, you've got Ray Winston. You've got, let me get it up. Uh, Martin Sheen, uh, Anthony Anderson, Ali Baldwin, Karen Corrigan. Um, I forgot Alec Baldwin's in that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, um, and that's kind of it to be fair in terms of the mainstays, but like that, those kind of eight main cast members are just so good. I think The Departed is funny as well because I think because they work so well in their in their respective roles and because all, all of them have stand up performances, it also makes The Departed look better in terms of how good the cast is. And just because of the pure quality of the individuals as well, I think it'd be a shame if if that wasn't mentioned. I guess. Um, yeah, that was I'll definitely in my top five. And I think what The Departed does so well, and I don't know if it's just the script or if it's Martin Scorsese or what, but I feel like so many movies that have stacked casts, you kind of watch it and you're like, wow, there's all these stars in it. But The Departed, like, because I just rewatched it recently, I don't know, like, obviously, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon are like the two of the main people, and then you have um, Jack Nicholson, but it never really felt like they were like, I don't know, I guess like Leonardo DiCaprio, especially to me, like, always felt like very muted in this performance where I feel like every other movie, like Wolf of Wall Street, um, Titanic, pretty much every other Leo movie, you're like, oh, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. Whereas in The Departed, it's kind of just like, he's just another one of the guys. And I felt like that's it's just one of the few where there's such a stacked cast, but like, you never really felt like they're all in your face. It's like, oh, look at this movie star. Look at that movie star. Um, but yeah, such a Who'd great you movie. Who would you say Matt Damon. I'd say, no. the, I'd say Matt Damon, probably. Nicholson Jack. Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, knew I don't know. Nicholson's probably like number three in terms of screen time between Leo, I, Matt I think, Damon, no, I think Nicholson, he has the most. Though. I think I he think has Matt. the most iconic sequence in the film. Yeah, I just sense. I just feel like I'd pick Matt Damon just simply because I feel like he, he has to carry most of the weight of the movie on his back. Where do, sorry to derail completely, where do you guys think Matt Damon ranks on like the all time actors list? Uh, he's up there. Friend, one of my friends actually texted me the other day asking, um, who do I think is like who would I rank higher all time, Matt Damon or Tom Hardy? And my response was I think Matt Damon has the more iconic roles, but Tom Do not Hardy, say Tom. No. Tom Hardy is no. far and away the better actor. No, no, I can't, I can't subscribe no. to that. I, I, don't, I don't think Damon they're close to me, honestly. I think Tom Hardy's great, but I think Matt Damon's like S tier. I don't know. I, 
yeah, I, I do think, not think they're close. Uh, out of I think Tom, out of I think Tom, I think Tom Hardy is the more skilled actor, but I think Matt Damon no. has more iconic roles to his name. I think Matt Damon might be top five actors of all time. Of all time, you're wrong. I wouldn't put him top five. I I don't think he's close to Tom Hardy. Crazy take. Look at his. Maybe maybe I'm just like getting biased by his film. No, no, that's that's You're just that's crazy. Oh, you're dude. Crack. Better than Jack. Better than Jack. Better than Jack. Matt Damon's stop, better than Leo. Stop, 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 sure. stop. Better than Jack. Better than three-time Oscar winner Jack Nicholson. You're out of. What do you have in that milk? Rum. Someone needs to clip this. That's terrible. Bro, my man is drinking Jack, milk and crack right now. That's terrible. Take. That's such I, I a bad take. I do think yeah. he's better than Leo, though. I do too. Yeah, I think. No, I think Tom, I, Leo. Yes, I would say yes, Tyler. I would have him around the same as Leo anyway. That kind of like, that kind of era. Where do you think I, like Leo stands? I think I you're drunk as fuck right 40? now. 40? You think you can name 40 people? No, but this Leo? I think no, but you think, think you Leo can name is. 40 actors better than Leo? 30. Stop. Stop it. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, Stop yeah, it. I do. I do. You guys I are out of your goddamn No, the thing is, right? Leo. But Seth's gonna be pulling, like, like, Burt Reynolds out of his ass. Burt Reynolds? No. I, you're gonna hear me out, I need this list. I need this list. Hear me out, hear me out. So okay, yeah, yeah. When it comes to actors, it's going to all be about preference. And when it comes to what I look for in actor, in my list, I prefer more toned down performances. I think Leo is one of the best performers of the generation, but I think I often prefer the tone, more toned down performances, which is why he wouldn't be so high on my list. That doesn't mean I don't think he's a great actor. That just means I think he's a better performer, but I think there are better toned down actors. I guess, but I still don't think you can find 30. Um, no, I could because it's my fucking list. <laughs> you know I mean? That's, that's I, fair. That's I, fair. I, I, that's I a like, bad list. <laughs> I need to. I need to see this list. I, 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 for me, I just prefer like a more. I guess. So obviously, toned down. Mind, I'm not even going to try to name right. the list. Quickly but. around the call, Christian Bale, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio rank them best to worst. Seth first. Bale, Bale, Leo, Damon, best to worst. Cam. Matt Damon, Leo Bale. That's crazy. George. You not better than Bale and Leo. Georgina. I think Matt Damon's one of the best. Uh, uh, Leo, Bale, Damon. Oh, no. Nah, yeah, I'd go, I'd go Bale, Tyler. Damon, Leo, but like they're not. Uh, Bale, I'd say Bale's like a, a good notch above the other two, but the other two are like neck and neck for me. Well, you have Damon higher than Leo as well. Yeah, I said I agree with Cam. I like that. I mean, like, I love them both to death. Like, it's not like I'm dogging Leo when I say that. Like, I think that they're both incredible. And if I I think, like, they're Matt Damon, though, has picked some shitty movies, like Downsizing, We Bought a Zoo, not great. Robert De Niro is one of the greatest of all time, and Robert De Niro has chosen at least two dozen shitty movies. No, I agree, but he is always great in them. He is always great. Robert De Niro is not always great in them. Daddy, bad, gra- no, dirty. I grandpa. didn't say. I didn't say Robert De Niro. Oh, okay. You said Matt Damon. Damon. Matt Damon is always great. Who would be in your top five then? If you like rough guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll throw. This should be another. We should uh, save this for another real. Question, yeah, yeah save this yeah, for another real. I, question. I, I One because we're just gonna be spit all over way too no, long. No, to be fair, I don't hate it because I, I actually think that like, it's quite. a into I just didn't think you held Matt Damon that highly. I, I didn't think I okay. Top five might be a really bold shout. Is that a clip? I, I, Is that I'm, looking for a clip we can use viral? I, yeah, that's fine. I've never, I've never like made a list before. So like, once I get down to it and look at actors, he may end up being like thirty. But right now, top five, top five. Dude, As you're... of my, now, and so can I just ask you all a question? Joaquin, surely we agree is better than all of them. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I don't. Know uh, I think I, I need to. I think Joaquin's I need to see top Joaquin ten for me all time. I don't. 
I've never Joaquin, seen Joaquin, he's, he's probably, is just, Joaquin is probably top 10, but I don't know if I rank him above Christian or Leo. Really? Oh, I, I, I don't personally. I, is the master is the master his best performance? Yes, uh, I've, I've never he's, seen him, he's so. absurd in the last thing. Like, I, th- he, I think you were never really here. Might be I think again, it comes. It just comes down to preference. Then the day, yeah. like Seth said. But I, I don't even think yeah. we need to wait for comment for feedback on this on this episode. I think we already know our next like Seth's movie idea. Like, yeah, real quick has got to be our top ten actors. Yeah, it's gonna take a while, shit. but like. I think everyone's going to want to see it after this discussion. They're Stephen gonna- Graham, Stephen Emma Graham, Stone, Emma Stone, Graham greater than everyone we've named. Who? Who? I don't Who? Know. Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, that may, that was uh, that was probably an incorrect take. I was just throwing <laughs> something out. Uh, there. Where are we even at at this point? Like Who, who's who's up? Uh, is it uh, next movie? Uh, the oh Grand no, we just did the Departed. So now is it? And Seth said that. So now Cam's yeah, doing yeah. Grand Budapest. Yeah, I mean, do I even need to name like I, this is my, in my opinion, the best. Uh, it's, I mean, they're all the same, but this, in my opinion, is the best. Uh, Wes Anderson cast. I agree. I've they're all the same, but yeah. I think this is number one. Grand, uh, Grand, Grand, Grand Budapest is number two on my list of like most stacked casts ever. Okay. Yeah. Ray Fines, Bill Murray, Tony Ravioli. That's not how you pronounce it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. So he's now Ravioli. Uh, Tilda Swinton. I'm just reading off Google, so give me a sec. Uh, Swain, Jason Schwartzman, Ed, Edward Norton, Owen, Owen Wilson, Owen, Adrian Brody, Willem Dafoe, um, F. Murray Abraham, Sir Sharon, and Jeff Bridges, or Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum sorry, uh, Jude Law, Matthew Almarek, uh, Leah Sado, uh, a whole lot more Lucas Hedges, a lot, a lot more to shout out, but those are the top ones on, on Google. And That's I probably butchered like know. twenty names. I did not yeah, remember Leah Sado or Lucas Hedges in in Grand Budapest Hotel. Leah Sado is a pretty decent role. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, it's I been a while since I've seen. I guess. Yeah. Did you say Tilda Swinton? Come. Tilda Swinton. I think I said yeah. Uh, I love Tilda Swinton. George, what do yeah, you got uh, for your for your third? Uh, my third. See now, it's getting tough. It's getting tough. It's getting tough. So in my three spot right now, I have Oceans Twelve. Right there. Um, I, I was I was gonna say Oceans Eleven, but yeah, 12. yeah, oh, a- any of the oceans really. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like now that I'm looking at it, like I could swap Oceans Twelve very easily out for like Return of the King, fucking Grown Ups, man, The Dark Knight, um, tro- Tropic Thunder. Like there's so many stack casts, but I'll go with Oceans Twelve. I don't think. What? I don't think you can swap Ocean's Twelve out that easily. Not maybe not that easy. I mean, Ocean's Twelve: George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, uh, Andy Garcia, Don Cheadle, Bernie Mac, Julia. Uh, rest in peace, Julia Roberts, Casey Affleck, Vincent Cassell, um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, I, like th- there are some names in this movie. So uh, Topher Grace, I guess, uncredited, whatever. Yeah, um, he's, the, he's always like a gambling addict right yeah or, or, or drunk or something <laughs> but yeah like i'm even looking at like the dark knight right now christian bale heath ledger michael kane gary oldman aaron eckhart maggie gyllenhaal morgan freeman i'd say yeah. rise is better wouldn't you i was gonna have rise on my list Rise yeah, is but, it's tom hardy right and uh what's her name joseph gordon levitt also yeah oh, yeah i forgot the, the, the dark knight one. also has killian murphy in it so does the, so does rises yeah, everyone yeah. has Killing Murphy. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah Rise is crazy, actually. Fair. Yeah, they're all crazy. But yeah, so um, I'll, I'll go with one of those as my number three pick. But my number two is Grand Budapest, and one is Avengers Endgame. Oh, God, I, I, 
I've got a shout from Emma whenever it comes back to me, but most of mine have been said. The Departed was on mine. Tylenol? Uh, yeah, so I'll go I'll go a movie from last year, the the biggest flop of last year, Amsterdam. Uh, Christian oh, yeah. Bale, Robert De Niro, Margot Robbie, uh, John David Washington, Anna Taylor-Joy, Remy Malek, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, Chris Rock, Timothy Oliphant. Andrea Riseborough, while, while Taylor yeah, while Swift. Not, Taylor Swift. She's yeah. the biggest name in that movie. I mean, yeah, yeah of course. Kind of, but not not in terms of actors, but no, she's I, the biggest well, name Obviously not, movie. but no, she's the biggest name. But yeah, it's just yeah. crazy cast and just so many of them were in the movie for literally like 20 seconds. Like Anna Taylor-Joy was in it so quickly. Taylor Swift mm-hmm. obviously got decapitated real quick and don't even complain about <laughs> spoiling it. This movie's dog shit. And if you haven't seen it already, that's your own fault. So yeah, ta- if you want to see Taylor Swift, maybe this is like going to push you to go watch it. Like if you're just annoyed of all the Taylor Swift TikToks and you want to see her literally get run over by a car and her head get smushed. Amsterdam's the movie for you, but other than you that, don't really see awful. her head get smushed. Do you? I forget. I mean, it's not like graphic, but you see her get just thrown really from the car. Anything. I think I fell asleep. I think that's the only thing I remember from it. Yeah. I remember there being like bushes in the shape of a swastika. And I think that's the only other thing I remember. Um, And yeah, because I remember like the big reveals, like how did you not notice their bushes were shaped like a swastika? It's like, because I'm not in a drone. Like I'm I'm standing on the ground. How am I supposed to see that from above? Um, Yeah. yeah, Crazy cast. Super stacked. Um, One of the many, many movies that proves that doesn't matter how stacked your cast is. If the movie's shit, the movie's still going to be shit. Um, Seth, back over to you. Uh, this will surprise no one. I'm going to go for... I'll just go for The Fellowship of the Ring instead of yeah. um, Return of the King. So What's the difference? Got, like, a uh, I guess... So uh, well, it depends if you've got the extended Sean edition Sean or not. Bean? I was yeah, going to say, Sean Bean got to be the difference. Yeah. <laughs> he, has an extend, he has a scene in the extended edition. But let's just say theatrical because that's what the cast comes up on Letterbox. Um So yeah, Sean Bean mainly. Um, so you've got Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Viggo Mortensen, uh, Sean Austin... Christopher Lee, Liv Tyler, Ian Holmes, Sean Bean, Kate Blanchett, Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, John Reese davis Orlando Bloom, Hugo Weaving, Andy Serkis, um, and they're kind of like the main ones. I think, yeah, Lord of the Rings, the, the first one specifically, is just crazy, crazy, crazy starts with just um, talent. And a lot of that talent as well weren't, you know, as big at the time, then kind of got bigger, other than obviously, um, you know, Hugo Weaving, uh, Ian McKellen, and Christopher Lee, and, and, and Ian Holm. A lot of them were just kind of early stages of their career. Um, yeah. I think that's an incredible, incredible cast. I'll go with that. Number five. It's a good poll. Um, my Damn, next, what was the shot my next that movie. Emma had? Yeah, Emma has this shot. I've never seen this movie, but oh, Val- Valentine's Day. Uh, it's got Julia oh, yeah. Roberts, Anne, Anne Hathaway, yeah. Jessica Biel, Bradley Cooper, Taylor Swift, Jamie Foxx, Taylor Lautner, Jeff- Jennifer Gardner, who, by the way, just got cast again as Electra in Deadpool 3, uh, Ashton Kutcher, uh, Jessica, B- or Jessica Alba, uh, Emma Roberts, Eric Dane, Patrick Dempsey. So both, it's got both McSteamy and McDreamy from the old Grace and Abby, Topher Grace, Kathy tell, Bates. This kind of is a stack cast. Tell, <laughs> tell Emma I'll, I'll one up Valentine's Day with New Year's Eve. Hillary Swank, Robert De Niro, Michelle George Pfeiffer, Lowe. Josh Dumel, Sarah Jessica Parker, Zach Efron, Leah Michelle, Ashton Kutcher, Halle Berry, John Bon Jovi, Seth Myers, Jessica Biel, Sophia Vergara, Ludacris. That's about you it. You can't be emphasizing ludicrous. I love how Emma, that was like. Emma is saying. Go ahead. Emma is saying that uh, that Don't. Taylor Swift is the trump card in the Valentine's Day cast. Mm. <laughs> Fair. The so. the it's just that was just like the classic like 
2010 to 2012 move was like to make a rom-com that would just have every like yeah, star they could find that open throb. schedule like because uh, i remember like the movie posters were always like hilarious because it'd be like like if you it was like worse than infinity war with like the heads it'd be like just, just <laughs> it looked like the board game like clue or, or no guess who yeah. where it's just like every picture is just like trying to put tiny pictures of yeah. every cast member just insane casts um, but yeah, good pull. Like all those rom coms from like the twenty tens were just like insane how many people they got to put in those movies. I do want to give a shout, uh, also kind of low in this, Bonnie Aarons, who I believe is the nun. So spooky. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to give the nun a shout. If I'd it, also like to give a shout to uh ever. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh god. Yeah. Keep going. I mean, like, I'm not arguing with you, but what's the difference another... between that and the Justice League in cast in terms of cast? Nothing. I don't think <laughs> there is any. The, the Zack Snyder cameo in Zack Snyder's Justice League is the difference. I think Zack Snyder also uh, cast. There we go. He cast uh, uh, the Justice League. Like, it was his movie for. Mo- well, for I mean, it still says on yeah. IMDb it was directed by Zack Snyder, the Justice yeah. version. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Zack or Josh Whedon just. Came in and did a ton of reshoots, basically. Stupid fuck. Um, yeah. And was apparently a dick to everyone, so not not good person. So. The only other one I had listed, which like I didn't prep much, so I wrote this down. But then looking at the cast, like it's still a stacked cast, but compared to the ones we've been listing off, I don't think it's as deep as others. But American Hustle is a pretty top heavy cast. With yeah, it's just another David or Russell, like shitty guy, but he always likes to put together crazy casts. So like Amy Adams. Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Jeremy Renner, Louis C.K., Michael Pena. Um, but that's kind of where it ends pretty much. So I feel like a lot of the other ones we've listed like have like five to ten like A-listers, and then we kind of go for like five to ten yeah. more like, B-list, C-listers. So American Hustle like wrote down immediately because I was like, oh, that's a stacked cast. But I guess it was more top-heavy than I remember, not as deep as the any s- of the other ones. Same thing with about. like Silver Linings Playbook, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, De Niro, Chris Tucker, and then after that it just drops off. Right. Um, Seth, do we go through everyone's or do we have more? I think Seth, we you have one mine. more. I have a couple of shout outs. I think I said five. Did yeah, I, say five? I think we all went through five. Um, yeah, yeah. What's the one no, that we did? What's the one we have most had in common? I think three of us had the departed in our top five. So I guess is that like the consensus most stacked cast of all time? If you had to ask like our. I mean, based Avengers on Endgame. Avenger, it's it's Avengers it Endgame. Like it is. It's so yeah, based easily... on our list, though. We based on our list, we came Avengers. prepared with the Departed was the most picked. To be fair, right? I think the Departed would be the most common pick in public in terms mm-hmm. of like quality of actors. I guess I disagree. I think if no. you I think if you really? asked if it's you asked quality of actors, I, the if you asked really if you asked just the general public, if you pick a thousand random people from the streets, I think of one of the Avengers movie will be the most picked. I, I'll, I'll now, say, now, if you asked, if you asked all of Film. our mutuals, yeah, I don't think it would. I don't think the answer would be Avengers Endgame because they're all little. Yeah, they're all they're all, they're, all, they're all a little too pretentious to pick something like Avengers Endgame. Shout out the Big Short. Facts. Yeah, another stack cast. Um, big Short. Adam McKay movies in general my, are pretty. I want to change right? my ranking and put Christian Bale at number one. Bale, Damon, Leo. Stop putting Damon above Leo, dude. Nah, I agree with that one. Like, but we'll we'll, we'll have a real quick comment on that soon. But 
that wraps up our discussion on this most stacked movie cast of all time. I bet we forgot some. So definitely like if you're, if you're like screaming at your pod, at like your phone or like your computer watching this and be like, how are they not mentioning this? I especially think we probably miss some animated movies. Cause in general, they usually just have like insane lists of voice actors. Yeah, so comment cool. down below what we've been missing here for most stacked movie cast of all time. But we're going to go over our executive producers now. Um, because we're, we're done with the episode at this point. So uh, shout outs to Al Bodie, Alexander Kephart, Adam H16, Mac Wells, Remy Walker, Stefan Johnson, Seven Mod Jeffy, AJ Quigley, Alexander Biscardi, Ben Leggy, Ben Hansey, Brody Young, Callum Singh, Cody Whitney, Dakota Buckner, Dean Katamanidis, Dylan Chip, Isaiah Villa, Ferdinando Four, Jimmy O'Connor, Jordan Gag, Josh Hines, Luke Deerhog, Marcellus, Nick Shirley, Relapse, Reese David, Roko 1.0, Sean Morales, Tad and Bougie, Trey Artsy, Will Kim, Jonas BBX, and Zach Graves. Shout out to all of you for being executive producers. A lot of familiar names on there as well as quite a few new names. So welcome to the executive producer club. As I mentioned before, make sure you watch Paris, Texas before Friday this week when we're going to be reviewing it. And on Thursday, we'll be having our Patreon draft of the best action movie stars of all time. Thank you so much for listening and watching Real Quick or Real Talk episode 44. And we will see you in the next one. <laughs>